Well, welcome to this edition of Rail Group on Air, our podcast series. My special guest today is Lilian Leroux, who is president of Wabtech Transit, one of two sectors in Wabtech's uh, business, the freight and the transit sector. So Lilian, uh, welcome. First, if you could just tell us a bit about your background. Sure. Thank you. And by the way, thank you, Bill, for, for having us, for having me here. Uh, it's, it's really a pleasure to exchange with you today. So uh, I've been uh, working myself in, in the railway industry, uh, well, I'd like to say all my career. Uh, so uh, I had the chance to, to work uh, with the French railway, uh, the SNCF, before joining uh, Fabry Transport. Uh, and that was uh, 20 years ago. Um, and uh, uh, as, you may, as you may have heard, uh, Favorite Transport was acquired by Wabtech uh, actually three years, three years and a half ago. And uh, I've had the chance uh, uh, in, in Favorite and subsequently in Wabtech to, to work in, in different areas, uh, mainly in transit actually. Uh, so uh, uh, I've worked, uh, I've led some of our businesses in, in the UK, I've led the aftermarket side of favorite transport, I've led what we call brakes and safety, which basically is our, our product line for brakes and couplers. And uh, since, uh, since a year now, uh, I'm, I have the chance to lead uh, the transit segment. Uh, so that, that's, uh, that's a little bit of a quick, uh, quick summary, Bill, of uh, what I've been doing uh, in, in the last, uh, I suppose, in the last decades. And, and if I may jump then to your, to your second question. Um, so, of course, I, I think you, you, you know a little bit about Wabtech, right? So, uh, uh, we, which, of course, is well known, I think, in, in North America for our, the freight side of our business. But Wabtech as a whole, you know, as well, we acquired G Transportation, I think, uh, a year ago now, a little bit more than a year. So, roughly last year, $8 billion of revenue. Uh, and, and 27,000 employees uh, around the world, 60% uh, of our revenue out of the U.S. So what, what is transit uh, inside, uh, inside Boaptec? So we do represent uh, 2.8 billion of uh, revenue. So let's say a third, uh, a third of Boaptec today. Um, we've got a, a nice order book of 3.5 uh, billion. And, and of course, uh, in transit, we do operate uh, with two different types of customers, right? So on one hand, the train manufacturers, uh, you think of the Bombardier, the Alstom, the Siemens, the CAF, Hyundai Rotem, uh, for instance. And, and as an equipment supplier, of course, uh, we, we specialize in, in providing these OEM, our, our added value, I suppose, high added value subsystems on board of the trains. So, so in many cases, we will provide safety critical systems, so to name a few, uh, brakes, uh, doors, passenger information, um, and, and we have as well air conditioning uh, systems, auxiliary power converters, pantograph, third rail shoe, and, and each and every of these, uh, of these systems, of these uh, products, we try to rank, and most of them actually we rank uh, among, let's say, the top two, top three uh, in, uh, in the world. So that will be the first type of customer we're working with. And of course, the second type of customer would be the transit operators. Uh, so you think, of course, about uh, New York trans City Transit, uh, but then uh, Paris Metro, London Underground, uh, Indian Railway, Trenitalia, uh, uh, you, you name it. And, and here, our local teams, and they will be located today in more than 60 uh, service centers around the world, are developing some specific solutions, specific understanding to help the local transit authorities, the local operators, on their maintenance practices, on their needs and challenges, 
uh, of course providing spare parts but not only uh, 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 a full range of services is what we provide during the the life of these equipment uh, which in many cases uh, is uh, as long as the life of uh, their trains themselves so depending on the countries between and the type of vehicles i'd say between between 32 to 45 years mm-hmm. so and and we do cover all the different type of uh, transit segments you can you can imagine right so from from high speed to uh, commuter lrv metro um, and with roughly 14000 employees around the world uh, for for Wattech Transit. So on a just on a bit of a personal note uh, you are French in origin. Absolutely uh, uh, I, I guess you're you can French? you can hear that. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay so you <laughs> so you're, you're you're French in origin you are living in Italy managing a global business. Yeah this is this is absolutely correct mm-hmm. uh, Bill this is this is a global business no question about it uh, so I'm I'm French uh, I, I told you worked for the French railway at some point our our uh, transit uh, HQ in, inside Webtech is actually located in Paris so so my office is in Paris mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we we have actually the plan with the family to move uh, uh, during summer uh, if uh, let's say if if uh, the, the lockdown and, and everything mm-hmm. allows it. Uh, mm-hmm. We intend to move, but but I've been living for the last six years in in uh, in Italy. That was linked to my previous role as the head of uh, brakes and, and couplers for for Wabtec. And uh, and prior to that, I lived as well for five years uh, in in England. So uh, yeah, it's a pretty much an international business. I would say. Uh, would you say the Italian food's the best, and you're going to miss it? <laughs> ah, Bill, that, that, that's that's a tough one, right? That's a I'm loaded French. question. <laughs> it's a heavy loaded question. Okay, I'm French. I'm French. The French food food will remain the best. I, I've been fighting about that for the last six years, so I, I, I know how to take a battle. And... Let's uh, let's talk about this very broad topic, uh, uh, sustainability. And as we now know, sustainability includes health and protecting the customers, or the transit customers, as well as the, well, I mean, the riders, the passengers, as well as the operators. Uh, just two or three days ago, uh, we posted something, uh, I think a relatively new product from Wabtec, and it, it is an air filter uh, for, for transit cars that, that goes down to the viral level of filtering out uh, harmful materials. Maybe let, let, let me start with, with, if you don't mind, with, with the pandemic itself, right? Of course. That, that, that's one, one of the big questions for all of us uh, and, and uh, in, in the rail industry and, and in the transit industry as, as, as we speak. Uh, so so when, when you look today, and the big question, of course, for our customers today uh, is really, uh, you know, how and, and when are they going to be able to bring back passengers to restore confidence in, in public transportation? While at the same time, they need to comply with a number of new constraints, right? Social distancing, hygiene constraints. So th- this is the new reality of uh, transit, uh, transit uh, authority around the world right now. Uh, there's been uh, you know, quite an impact on ridership. We all know that. And, and when you look at the different scenario you know, uh, uh, that, that we can find in the press everywhere, uh, the rail industry is like the others, right? So we talk about three different scenarios. Is it a V? cycle is it uh, is it uh, a u or l shape you know uh, our ridership going to come back to transit authority very fast or or, or not i think uh, nobody has a crystal ball right and and uh, uh, you know we we all we all know what we know but i think as an industry here 
uh, we, we have a responsibility. And, and this responsibility is definitely to help transit authority to bring back passengers on board. And, and, uh, and this is something, you know, coming back maybe to sustainability that, that uh, has been really at the heart of what we're trying to do uh, uh, for, for, for a couple of years now. That there's no, there's no question mark, I think, for all of us that traveling by train is by far the less polluting form of public transportation, right? We yes. know that rail is second to known to ridership capacity when you compare to buses, when you compare to car, CO2 emission, energy efficiency, and, and, and safety, and safety, of course. Um, right now, half of the population lives in city, and, uh, and this will not disappear from one day to the other. And, and the global warming and, and its impact, you know, I think it has become a global concern before the pandemic, but, but it's also very visible to all of us that this uh, couple of months of lockdown, you know, there's a, a, a quite a realization that uh, we as, as a individuals, as, as professionals, as a citizen, I think, we, we have to continue to do our best to limit the global warming, right, and to limit pollution and so on and so forth. So, so transportation industry and in transit particularly, it's, it's, we have a big role to play here. We have really a responsibility, and, and that responsibility following the pandemic, of course, uh, is to help uh, transit authority to bring back uh, passengers. But I'd like to say not only, uh, uh, also how can we help to develop transit system in a, most, in, in a cost efficient way, in an even uh, a less polluting way, uh, you know, how can we reduce the time to market of the trains and, and the world transit systems? Because at the end of the day, this is really what we are facing now, right? We need to continue to reduce pollution. We need to continue to help uh, uh, the society moving forward. And, and, and this is indeed something we, we have put at the heart of uh, what we're doing. So, so the, in the way we operate uh, uh, in, our, in our plans, as, as what an example as well, but also, and that's another example, in the way we define our R&D strategy. So to, to come back to your, your point, and maybe that was a bit long, but I just wanted to explain the, the context. I'm really seeing the, the, the situation we face right now. Uh, uh, this uh, blue filter that we launched uh, uh, yesterday, you, you, you're quite spot on beyond this, um, is actually something, of course, that uh, we, we started this innovation, the development of this innovation a, a few years ago. Uh, that has not come in, in, the, in the last two months. It's, it's the result of uh, a number of years of, uh, of development and, and we, we select actually our R&D development along and I'll come back to that along a, a few of these key ideas that we, we feel our responsibility is to help the global transit uh, industry uh, to become more attractive uh, uh, along the different uh, attributes I just, uh, I just mentioned. So, so this, this air, air filtration innovation uh, uh, actually, what it brings is that when you look at a traditional air conditioning system on, on board of trains, the uh, very fine particles are usually not uh, filtered. And this is uh, in these extremely, extremely small particles that you will find most of the contaminants. And here we have patented a solution uh, uh, working both through ionization as well as mechanical separation. Uh, that go and, and, and will replace existing filtering system on board of air conditioning system, on board of trains, to really tackle these extremely, extremely fine particles and, uh, and address, we believe, and, and that's something we've tested uh, with two independent labs, uh, more than 90% of the contaminants per, per air cycle. 
Mm -hmm. right? So, so that, that's, that's, of course, you know, we think could be a, one of the, uh, uh, one of the way uh, to, bring, uh, to bring back uh, uh, ridership uh, on board of our, of our transit uh, vehicles and, and help transit authority to reassure, to reassure passengers. Yeah, and people so, need to feel safe. They need to feel yeah. safe. Customers need to feel safe, of course. Uh, uh, absolutely. And, and there's, there's been, uh, um, you know, there, there's been some what I consider highly irresponsible statements uh, by uh, political leaders and even healthcare official, health officials uh, uh, saying that, well, you know, you, sh you shouldn't be riding a pub public transportation, is it? And I, I, I think that's, uh, that, that's irresponsible. Yes, precautions have to be taken. And I think, I think the agencies, from what we've seen, have been uh, very, very vigilant about what, 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 I, what I would call super cleaning. New York City transit going as far as to shut the system down for four hours overnight, which is almost unheard of. No, it, it's totally wrong. And, and I, I fully agree with you. And, and what you describe in New York, we are seeing it everywhere in the world. Uh, the, the level of work that transit authority are actually putting in disinfection, uh, uh, you know, bringing really uh, uh, this uh, means of transportation in, 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 a, in a way that I think will be safer than our supermarket, to be honest, huh? uh, uh, is, is, is unbelievable. And that's irresponsible for many reasons, right? Because what's going to happen then? Do we believe we can put more people on the road? Uh, uh, just look at how safe trains, transit transportation is versus car transportation, right? It's a factor one to 10. Uh, 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 it's actually even more. So, so you, you know, I agree with you. And, and, and again, the level of uh, work that the Transit Authority have been doing on, on, that, uh, uh, on that point is, is immense. And, and you, you know, I, I really believe that right now, uh, uh, when you go on, on, on the metro or commuter train, it's, it's, yeah, it's safer than your supermarket. I have absolutely no doubt when I see the work they're doing every night on these trains. You know, and, and, and getting back to what you were saying about, about the environment, a major Wall Street firm, uh, within the context of giving a recommendation on the, uh, on the Webtech stock, endorsed the concept that global, global warming uh, is, is real and uh, you know, climate change is real and it's impacting the environment. The uh, detrimental effect is that we're encroaching on natural environments that are creating situations where humans will be more exposed to viruses uh, carried by animals that previously didn't have uh, human contact and, and other factors as well. And, and within this uh, statement, which I thought was very significant coming, fr coming from a Wall Street firm, I know it's within the context of speaking about Webtech's transit business. I, I just found that very enlightening. It's a fantastic recognition uh, uh, for our teams and, and ourselves. You, you, you know, it's, it's really, really nice because you, we, we've, not, we've not tackled that shift to green. That's the way we call it internally mm -hmm. uh, for that reason, right? We, we, we tackle it because we really think we are, to a certain extent, first of all, fortunate to work in an industry that has the means to reduce pollution on the planet, to reduce CO2 emission, and therefore to have a positive impact on the world. You, you, you know, all of us, we would like to do that, right? And we are in it. And, and the railway industry, you know, is providing, you know, a better impact on the planet than other means of collective transportation or other means of, of transportation. And, and we really built our values around that. And, and, and first of all, because I think it's a, great, it's a great motivator for our teams internally. 
you know, they, they know why they wake up in the morning, right? They, they know that uh, this is somehow to have a positive impact. This is a story uh, they can tell to their children and, and, and their grandchildren, right? What are you doing mm -hmm. at work? Mom and dad, well, you know, you don't believe it. But in my daily work, whatever that is, you know, either when I just apply the right talk on, on that screw or, or when I design that equipment, when I do it well, I will have a positive impact. When I reduce the cost of the equipment I'm designing, when I reduce the weight, I will have a positive impact on the planet. This is a fantastic value to have, we believe. And, and really, we built a lot of our actions and we're trying to be very comprehensive and, and uh, also very systematic on that. So, so that recognition for us, for us was, was, was fantastic. But that, you know, but that was not the target. The target was, you know, we are in the industry. We, we have a responsibility. We have a role to play. We cannot miss it. And that's also a, a fantastic way to operate with our customers and, and with our employees. And, and if I can give you other, other examples, you, you mentioned the blue filter uh, uh, j just now, but uh, other examples of uh, innovations that, uh, that uh, we, are, we are bringing, uh, we are bringing to, to the market. Uh, uh, you know, energy management is, is of course, a, a key one. And, and our freight colleagues, they're working a lot, of course, on, on battery system for all the freight, uh, the freight local, and we're, looking to get, we're working together to see how we can apply that on transit. But, but we specifically develop in transit some solution for, for better air conditioning, manage, air conditioning management systems. You, you know that air conditioning is the second uh, energy uh, consumer of, on board of trains after, after traction, of course. Yes. And here we, we developed a set of solutions uh, uh, really to, to bring, let's say, uh, intelligent way to manage the air conditioning. Uh, so uh, uh, recovering uh, energy from braking, for instance, on the, and that's uh, here we have a, a number of tests ongoing that are demonstrating it's working, uh, uh, really based on the number of people on board of a car, uh, measuring CO2 emission, you know, uh, 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 having an impact on the way uh, we are managing the temperature on board of the car with that number of people. Uh, uh, also when when a car is standing still, also operating. So we, we've developed really a suite here of intelligent applications that we can use on board of existing air conditioning units and reduce energy consumption from these air conditioning units by around 30%, which is, which is really huge. And at the end again, uh, uh, positive impact for the transit authority, it makes cost of transportation cheaper, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we use less energy and, and everybody's a, is a, is a winner in, in this kind of uh, innovations. I, I've got another example, and, and this I'm sure you heard about. You know, it's about the weight, uh, weight reduction. In, um, in transit, there is, there is a continuous race uh, uh, on, on weight reduction at affordable cost, uh, maybe compared to other, other industries. And, and because, of course, when you reduce weight, you can bring more passengers. Uh, uh, you have also less impact on the infrastructure, less maintenance cost. Uh, um, and, 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 and that's the main reason, less energy consumption. Uh, you, 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 you visualize that very well, right? Uh, less weight, less energy to, uh, to move the trains. So here we, we have several examples, uh, 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 you know, new uh, passenger information screens, new door operator, new braking station. And, and there's one I would like particularly to highlight. Uh, this is our new uh, brake control uh, brake control system, initially developed for metro application, but we are expanding it out now uh, uh, across other, other segments. So, so we call it MetroFlex. And basically, what is it, Bill? 
uh, it's, uh, it's, it's basically a box. Uh, uh, the weight is 12 kilograms and that replaces, you know, these big panels that you may have seen on transit train in the yes. past, right? Uh, yeah. uh, you know, these enormous panels and, and this box actually we're working with our teams on uh, adhesive uh, manufacturing to even reduce the weight below the 10 kilograms. Uh, 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 and that's historically the previous generation was uh, twice the weight. And, and not only we're we reducing the weight here, but because we are bringing much more accurate uh, management of the braking system, uh, we are providing a much more accurate braking distance. And, 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 and of course, you, you know that we have very large tolerances in the railway industry on braking distance. And that's one of the reasons why we cannot put or we can only limit the number of trains on the same line, right? You, you have to keep a safety distance, which is really that safety braking distance in between trains. Right. Well, we believe right. that with this new generation, we can ensure braking distance on a much reduced way that we could do in the past because we can better anticipate and manage, you know, the famous leaves uh, that we have during fall and, and all the different conditions that you can find on track. So that, that's, that's another example uh, that, uh, that, yeah, I wanted to mention. So are, are we, with uh, this new braking technology, uh, are, are we talking about a, a, a ATC type application, automatic train control, CBTC, communications-based train control, uh, which of course, as we know, is much more precise than uh, a manually uh, accelerated and braked uh, uh, Metro so, so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's a great question. That will be the next generation, and that's what we want to work or we are working on right now. Right now, this is really uh, the emergency brake distance that we can significantly improve uh, uh, by better adjusting the brake force at each and every wheel or each and every disc. Uh, so that that's really within the existing uh, uh, way we operate. But of course, the next step is how do we link it directly? with the signaling system. That, that's really what we are working on right now. Mm -hmm. But that will be in, in a few years from now. That, that's not, uh, that's not, uh, not for now. Well, while we're talking about, uh, about brake, just to mention another one, which I think is a very important one as well, which is about dust reduction. Uh, so we talked about the particles, the contaminants uh, that uh, we, are, we are filtering uh, in a much, much better way uh, inside the car. But as you know, friction, uh, uh, brake friction is, is generating Dust, right? And yeah. and internal. This is this is actually a, a concern for for a lot of transit authority, and uh, there's no easy way at all to tackle it, right? So so we've looked at different solutions, and and what we are uh, uh, what we have tested actually, and and that we are now uh, putting on test on uh, with a number of transit operators. We tested it in in our dynamometers in our labs. Um, is really. Uh, friction material that radically reduced braking dust emission and pollution. Uh, so we are really now going to apply with the same braking performance some friction solution which will not generate through the friction any dust at all or, or let's say uh, uh, the type of particles that will be first extremely reduced and, and less nocive than what it may have been in the past. So that's also one of these and that has been quite a number of years of work uh, uh, but that's also one of these innovations to bring, you know, uh, an even better uh, uh, transit system than, than what we have today, uh, uh, really for the coming months here and, and, the coming, and, the coming, uh, and the coming years. The friction material that creates less dust, 
what what is the what is the basic material? Is is it a is it a composite? What 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 are, what type of uh, friction material are we talking about? So so traditionally um, we are using uh, uh, organic composite, right? In in friction in in the railway, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 with some differences when you're looking at high speed, where, where of course the level of temperature to manage. And, and energy is significantly, significantly higher. Here, what we have developed is really two things. First of all, is, is really a mix of different pound, type of compounds. So not only the organic uh, uh, traditional one, but we are bringing also new type of material. And, and, and this is, of course, one of the key elements. And then the shape and, and the, uh, the mechanical design of, of the uh, friction itself will significantly help. Uh, uh, so, so that that's really two two elements. Uh, so, mechanical uh, shape and and then the compound itself, uh, which is a, a mix of different type of technologies that we've put together and patented. So, so we're talking about uh, tread brakes or or inboard disc brakes or or both, actually. It 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 will work on both. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it will work on both. Uh, uh, so, so right now. Uh, uh, the one that uh, we're going to put in, in test uh, with the transit authority is on this brake, but uh, uh, that material will be applicable on, on trade brake as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, and, you know, when you remember uh, on trade brake, uh, moving from Castaron block, yes. that type of application, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> or, yeah. or even wood, uh, that, 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 you know, but in terms of noise and now dust, uh, you, you know, that's really, again, moving in the direction of, uh, you know, more sustainable railway at the end of the day, uh, I believe. So you combine all these technologies, uh, the, the um, uh, brake system with the, the lighter weight braking system, it's more precise, the new the, yes. the advanced friction materials, regenerative braking, energy storage. You put all those elements together and you've got, I guess you could best describe it as a green braking system. Absolutely. So, and and that's, that's essential for transit authority right now, right? Uh, 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 these uh, these refrigerants that are used on air conditioning are not refrigerants you want to use in the future, and uh, and 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 again, you know, th- these are key necessary innovation, I think, for our industry moving forward. So so not only the brakes, but uh, uh, I could mention doors. Uh, uh, I could me- I just mentioned air conditioning, and I could mention many many other ones as well. Door mechanisms, uh, door materials, uh, door sealants. Uh, Heating systems on on the uh, for cold climates that uh, that prevent ice and snow build up on uh, on the entranceways. If 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 you look at door right, uh, uh, the challenge with door system is that even though they may represent you know less than let's say three uh, percent of the cost of a, of a railway vehicle in terms of procurement of material, that they may represent up to thirty percent of uh, 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 the incidents, right? So, so doors, first and foremost, you must have a reliable system, a system that you know will never fail. And, and that has been for us uh, quite, quite a lot of work over the last years to develop systems that, of course, are totally safety critical. That's the essence of it. You know, you cannot have a door system opening during service operation, but, but that never fails, right? And, and that... Uh, never put transit authority in a situation where, you know, the door cannot, cannot close when you have a platform full of people, which is unmanageable for them. So, so here we've really developed software application with extremely high level of safety, what, what we call in Europe safety seal level four. Uh, uh, for instance, we also developed 
reduced weight solutions uh, with door mechanism that not only are being extremely, extremely uh, reliable and, and, and really basically never failing in operation, but also much lighter than what they were and able to accommodate with the core body aperture. You, you, you know, one of the issues here is that uh, you have to accommodate in, in, in quite a complex system with a number of tolerances on, on the core body which, that are not easy to, to, to mm -hmm. master. And then, of course, you want to have a great noise insulation right inside the car and, and, and still you want to reduce the, the weight of the door panel. So these are the type of innovations that we've been working on and that we do continue to, to work on, Bill, to just talk, uh, talk a little bit about door. So a door does a little bit more than just opening and closing, as we know in the industry. And, and there's, there's a lot of intelligence behind and, and, and hopefully we'll bring, we bring even more in, in the coming years with some of the... Uh, uh, innovation I just I just mentioned now. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about saving weight. There's a saying in the industry. I'm sure you've heard it that uh, in 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 North America, the uh, safety uh, the cars are designed to survive uh, a crash. In uh, everywhere else in the world, uh, the systems are designed to prevent a crash. In terms of the crash worthiness of a vehicle and uh, weight savings, how do you? Uh, there, there is there seems to be a difference between between let's say a European standard and a uh, and a North American standard. How do you how do you deal with that in terms of designing components that are lighter weight? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fair question. So so uh, uh, and and that question is is also worth having and having a dialogue with. Uh, OEM, right? Uh, car builders, yes. car manufacturers, yes. because that, that, that's an entire you know, part of what they do. But, but um, we are also providing a coupless uh, a system. And, 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 and indeed, one, one of the uh, uh, functions of, of the couplers is to absorb shock and, and, and to, to be a part of that global front end of the vehicle right. and to make sure that uh, uh, at the end, the driver you know, uh, can safely drive and, and, right. and you know, and, and there will be no casualty here as well yeah, as for the crash, uh, crash energy management. Absolutely. And so that's totally part of what we do uh, or what we do in couplers. And indeed here, there are, there are new materials that we are working on, uh, which uh, are providing us that capacity to uh, still absorb shock uh, 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 while reducing the weight but but then and then your 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 first point is is fully valid uh, uh and and you know the norms are are still extremely different uh from uh, a number of applications and 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 besides the norm by the way because uh, you know we could claim that uh, there are there are european norms but then there are also practices in europe uh, within each and every country which may be different from one country to the other one. So, so I think again, as as an industry, uh, we, we we have to look at what what seems to be the best solutions moving forward, right? And and uh, that will help all of us to standardize solution, which we're all trying to do. But we face with this difference of norms, and the examples you mentioned is is a very good one. But we will reduce the cost, I think, of uh, rail vehicles, transit vehicles moving forward. Uh, uh, but but thirdly, we help all of us to you know move to a more modern type of vehicle everywhere so that that's uh, you know we are in a very conservative industry that's uh, i think uh, 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 something we have all of us to take together right uh, to try to uh, help everybody to accept and understand that uh, there are other ways to design transit vehicles and and these ways are safer than the old ones so from your perspective uh, as uh, managing a global supplier uh do you see a movement globally for moving towards a, a 
more global type standards uh, for for var- for safety for uh, for for performance um, where there's there's less of a disconnect between uh, uh, not only between North America and Europe or Asia but uh, but between individual maybe individual countries or uh, in individual regions. Yes, yeah, there is there is that trend. Um, you know, is it is it going as fast as we all thought? Maybe not. But that trend of standardization is, is, is happening, yes. And, and I'd like to say, I think the first uh, reason is, is uh, efficiency. How do we move from an industry where basically each and every transit project is a different one? Where, you know, we need to move from when we start operation to be at uh, the right level of efficiency. It was taking us historically two years, right? This is... This, is, this shouldn't be acceptable. So how do we move from craftsmen to much more industrialized way to build our trains? And there's not, uh, uh, you know, other solution. We, 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 I think we all think in industry, to be honest, that, that to move to, you know, more uh, uh, standardized solution across countries and, 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 and across continents, I think. I think and, and we're seeing it in, in our... When I look at what we're doing ourselves, we, we definitely, you know, working through world product line. So, of course, we, we adjust and adapt ourselves with specificities, specificities linked to certain requirements of transit authority here and there. But we always try to promote what we believe is, is the most, the safest, uh, most efficient and, and most cost effective solution. And, and I see evolution here. Uh, I was talking about uh, brake control, you know, just look at brake control in, in the metro, the way they were developed uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, and, and what we're trying to promote now. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a long run. And, and you know, some, some of our customers, for very understandable reasons, they, they also want to keep consistency in their maintenance practices. So change is not easy, right? You need to retrain very expert people. Today, their job is to maintain during 35, 40 years the same rolling stock. And they want to make sure that they maintain something they know, something that is safe, and something that their people are skilled, trained, and know how to maintain, right? So mm-hmm. when you bring a very nice innovation, you bring also uncertainty to transit authority. So our job is to convince them that, uh, you know, uh, uh, we can train that people, we can bring up the skills that... Uh, 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 you know, that change will be beneficial also when we look at the maintenance of their own fleets. But that, that's, you know, that's part of the job, I guess, and, and part of uh, what we're doing every day. We've seen some uh, growing cooperation between, for example, the uh, uh, UITP, which is the, the uh, uh, European equivalent of, of APTA here in the, in the States and North America, uh, UIC, AAR. So there seems to be a, a higher level of cooperation, a higher level of sharing information, mo- moving towards, uh, as, as we just talked about, uh, more universal type, uh, type standards. Are you, are you seeing that yourself? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Uh, uh, there's obviously more dialogue than, than there was and, and more exchanges. That, that, that's, that's, that's visible. Uh, how does it transcript today and, and, uh, is it visible in, in, in the tenders we receive? I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I, I don't think it's yet visible, right? Uh, but but there's, there's definitely more dialogue uh, uh, than there was, there was, there was in, in the past. And, and again, I think we, we have to recognize and acknowledge that uh, uh, a lot of the transit authorities have got 
unique specificities, unique requirements to a certain extent, right? And, and they've developed yes. also unique solutions. And, and how can we translate this, you know, standardized solution to their unique way of working is, is one of the challenge of the industry, but that's one of the challenges the industry is taking. Yeah, there, there, is, there are certain, uh, uh, certain things about uh, vehicle design that can be standardized, but, uh, uh, but that's not, uh, I, I don't think, uh, there have been attempts, as you know, at, uh, at least here in, in, the, in the U.S. at a standardized uh, vehicle. And the, uh, and the only one that, to my knowledge, that really worked was the old PCC car. <laughs> the design that came out in the 30s and uh, some of which are still operating today. From my perspective, the, the, the standardized vehicle is it really isn't. The, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for, no. for, for standards in terms of maybe, maybe performance, uh, for example. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I don't fully believe in, in the standardized vehicle. It's more about, you know, platform at the end of the day. Yeah? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a set of really standardized components that will be able to customize to a, to a specific application. And when you look at the evolution of the industry, this is really the direction that the OEM are taking. They're really developing platform, but in reality, that platform, they, they are able to customize part of it. And, and we're doing the same. Uh, we are developing standard uh, uh, sub-equipment, you know, a brake control, and, and then we are customizing the integration, the interfaces, the specific performance of that transit vehicle, the weight's going to be unique. The, the, the operating profile is going to be unique. Uh, so that's, so that, that's really part of a lot of the work we're doing within our engineering, our engineering team. So not, not, you're right. It's not, uh, again, a one-size-fit-them-all. It's more, uh, you know, one set of unique standards as such, and then how we are able to customize existing uh, uh, solutions in, in a specific environment. Kind of like what the uh, the automotive industry mastered uh, uh, many years ago, uh, being able to build multiple distinct vehicles on a single platform. You would say that's the direction that the transit vehicle building community should should move toward, perhaps. I think the image is is a valid one, and and then we 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 have of course all of us to be very conscious that it is a very very different industry. In, in, in the way, you know, the quantities we're talking about and the batch we're yes. talking about. So, oh, yeah, yeah. so when, 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 you know, an equipment supplier in the automotive industry is, is supplying a, a, a new equipment on board of a new car, it has fully tested it before. It is fully validated. It has achieved, you know, what it's supposed to achieve in terms of performances on all the elements of the performance. This is not what we're doing right now in our industry, right? So, mm-hmm. so we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of the same. We're talking about maximum hundreds of the same, right, on, on one application. And that's a massive difference. So I think we need to be a little bit careful with that parallel because yeah. it will limit the capacity. Uh, but they've done it in a very, very nice way. I agree, the automotive industry. But there will be a limitation here just due to the sheer size of the batches we're talking about. Right. Uh, the, the largest order uh, you will see in the transit industry is maybe a thousand or fifteen hundred cars from New York City Transit. But that's about as big as an order is going to get. And, and that would be uh, some of the biggest in the world on, mm-hmm. on, you know, on, on, on a given year and sometimes uh, on, on a given half decade. So, yes, you're right. Huh? We, we're more used normal size for us. Uh, you know, when we look at uh, uh, regional intercity trains, it's, it's you know, hundred or so. Uh, uh, in some metro around the world, it's going to be uh, dozens, uh, 30-ish, you, you, you know, so that, that makes the equation much more complex. And, and mm-hmm. here the need to really have platform 
platform or solutions much more obvious, isn't it? Yeah, and, and it, it can be done uh, with just, just one example is, for example, the, the new high-speed train sets for, for the Northeast Corridor, which Alstom is building. They are uh, large. Their technology is, uh, there's a lot of TGV in there, <laughs> the Fr- French TGV. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, Absolutely. Much lighter, yeah. much lighter axle loads, uh, articulated construction. Uh, crash energy management, uh, lightweight car bodies, and uh, yet, but yet these uh, these vehicles meet all the uh, very stringent FRA uh, crashworthiness uh, standard. Uh, maybe this might be a bit of a stretch, but here's Amtrak running French trains, right? Or I something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a French train. Uh, it, well, uh, I've seen it in, in other countries than France. There's a lot of them in France, of course, that's true. But uh, it's actually driving across Europe and, and you would see it uh, in Korea as well and, and other countries. But it's a beautiful train. It's a beautiful train. And, you know, Alstom is one of our customers and I respect all of them. But this train is nice. And uh, we, we saw the, the, maybe you saw the video of the test, uh, yes. uh, uh, I think, last week. And that's mm-hmm. quite fantastic, right? They went above uh, uh, the operating speed limit already. And, and uh, I understand they didn't have, uh, didn't have any, any major issues at all. And, and uh, you know, we're very proud to have a number of equipment on board of this train to be, uh, to be a key supplier of Alstom here. So uh, that's also, that's also uh, something we're very proud of. It's a beautiful train. And, and maybe yes. because I'm French as well, Bill, I don't know. But I find it a beautiful train. <laughs> <laughs> well, I th- as, as far as I know, I think it's uh, uh, Alstom and, uh, and SNCF still hold the, hold the world speed record for, uh, for a steel, uh, steel wheel on a steel rail vehicle. Uh, this is going back a few years, the the, the train reached a speed of, um, I think it was almost 300 miles an hour. You know, again, if I, if I may say it, because, uh, you know, we, 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 we have on board of that special train many equipment, and that, that was a, a fantastic adventure. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I still visualize the pantograph, you know, that uh, went through that record, and, and it's, of mm-hmm. course, one of our, our pantographs, right? So, uh, and it looked uh, after the test, pretty much very solid and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the mechanical integrity was still here. You could see that it, it's, you know, was m- maybe the, the energy uh, that went through it was, was a bit high, but uh, the pantograph, you know, was uh, in the lobby of one of our plants and, uh, and it's been here for many, many years. It's one of our pride. Uh, we, we have, of course, doors and brakes and, and many other equipment on, on board of that uh, world record, but yeah quite an achievement I, I agree on that yeah that, that that train was so fast that it uh, to to, uh, to record its its uh, test that uh, there was a jet aircraft uh, pacing it it just goes to show you what you can do with the steel rail uh, and steel wheel a technology that goes back to the early 19th century if you think about it you know I, I agree fully and, and and again if you allow me to come back to an earlier part uh, of our conversation here, Bill. That, that's also where I believe that, you know, we, we uh, uh, as member of that industry, uh, we, you know, uh, uh, as, as, as WAPTEC and all our employees, we have a responsibility here, right? We, we are, this is by far the greenest means of, uh, of, of uh, collective transportation. This is something that we need as citizens, we need in the world, and we need to continue to develop it. We need to continue to make it uh, you know what it is, an extraordinary piece of technology that uh, drives and brings people from place A to place B in a much faster way than their car would. 
uh, in a much safer way than any other means would, right? And, and in the most ecological manner, in the most sustainable manner. You know, that's something I think we don't claim enough in the industry. We, we don't, you, you, you know, uh, uh, talk about enough. It's, it's, it's both a fantastic chance and, and a great opportunity, but also a great responsibility, I believe, and, and, and something we want to continue to promote uh, fully inside, inside OneTech. As a closer, I'd, I'd like to uh, get your thoughts on uh, a really important area of sustainability, and that has to do with, uh, with, with people, specifically with young people, with uh, getting them interested in the rail industry, uh, getting them excited about it, uh, recruiting them, training them, uh, and, and getting them to stay. Uh, that's extremely important. You know, there is so much institutional knowledge in this industry, and uh, uh, we, we need to, uh, to get more young people interested in it. Uh, your, your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I'm, I'm totally passionate about that, and, and we need to change the image of our industry, right? Somehow, for whatever reasons, that industry still have a little bit an image of an old-fashioned type of industry, right? And I think it's all the contrary. I think we are a very important modern industry and, and we all know, right, you, you, you can make extremely diverse international and, and fantastic career in that industry, working from, you know, equipment supplier as we are in WAPTEC Transit to OEM to Transit Authority and, and having a positive impact on the planet, which I believe is something very important for, for that young generation and, you know, something very good that young generation is bringing to us, I think. I, I would agree. I, I see the uh, uh, young people coming up are, are very concerned about the environment, uh, uh, about, about their planet, about, uh, about their future. It's just a matter of really showcasing what we as an industry do, uh, what we contribute to that, uh, that we, we can uh, get them on board. Absolutely. Get yes. them on board. That's mm -hmm. great. <laughs> well, Lillian, thank you so much for joining us. The best, uh, best of health and uh, a successful move to, uh, uh, to Paris. More French fruit in your, in your future. I, I love French fruit, too. I think it's great. And that's well, coming from I Italian. To... <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I'm not saying it that often, but I, I, I learned to really love Italian food as well, Bill. So I, I would admit that between you and I. <laughs> but thanks a lot. And, and uh, thanks for the very enjoyable conversation, Bill. We do appreciate it.